This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 294, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Review. Not a road trip. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome. Welcome to this podcast. This podcast is Strangers and Aliens, and this is a podcast about faith and sci-fi, fantasy, spirituality, all that stuff, and how they cross cross paths sometimes. And some of those paths are more important than other paths, but they do cross, you know, as we are thinking about life and living life and doing life. And uh, today, we did some life together, Evan. We did. We did. Uh, we went to a movie and uh, so I got to go to Evan's wife's workplace and drop off the baby there with Evan's wife, and <laughs> Evan's baby. And then uh, and then all of my kids and Evan and I went to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is why mm-hmm. we don't have a road trip <laughs> for that one, because that van was full. And yeah, yeah, just wasn't going <laughs> to happen. Wasn't going to happen. But that's okay. So before we start talking about this, I'm just going to say quickly, we are going to do uh, the typical thing where we'll talk about this movie in vague, non-spoilerly ways, and then we will play the spoiler organ, and then we will talk about this movie with spoilers. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So lots to talk about. Yeah. Um. So Ben. Mm-hmm. Give it a star rating before we do anything else. A star rating? Yeah. Uh, I give this movie four and a half stars. And Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not perfect. Uh, it is not perfect. There are things that I wouldn't call them issues, but there are things that make it be like, oh, that wasn't perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I couldn't give it a five, but four and a half. I mean, that's that's not too shabby. Yeah, for real. Uh, I gave it a five star. I may walk it back, but as a animated superhero movie based on an established property, I'm giving it five stars. All right. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening right now and you haven't seen the movie, and that's cool because we're not going to spoil anything. We're not going to tell you anything about the story or anything like that. But we are going to talk about some just vague impressions. And my first vague impression that I would give this is that this is a great family movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, 
the the humor is appropriate. There is some intense action scenes, very intense action scenes, mm-hmm. and there are one or two character designs that are um, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit scary. scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there was one uh, curse word. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and then there was um, some. There was violence, and some of the violence had some some. Uh, consequences to it that you don't often get in cartoon violence yep and uh, so it does deal with themes of loss and themes of family and themes of um sacrifice and love and those kind of things so i mean there there it it does some good things um and it was surprisingly mature uh but it was mature in the right way where it's like (laughs) uh you know teen titans go is not mature, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, this, this was, um, it was, I wouldn't say it was overly sophisticated, but it definitely, uh, went into some places I wasn't expecting it to go. Yeah. I mean, it's not overly sophisticated, but it is sophisticated. Yeah. I mean, totally. It's, it's not, it's not talking down to kids. It's for everybody. And if, the uh, well, and if you're a little kid, you probably have to, uh, grow into it, you know, but it's, it's not going to be something that, Oh, it's for the kids, but we'll throw in some, uh, jokes and stuff for the adults. It's, it's a lot like the Batman, the animated series in that way, or the justice league series where the content is appropriate, pretty appropriate for all ages, but the storytelling is sophisticated enough where it's on par with great entertainment of, you know, for adults. Yeah, so I mean, we're talking about a cartoon movie here. This is an yeah. animated movie, um, and <laughs> I would I could say, you know, this feels like what if Pixar did Spider Man? Yeah, know? I mean, because they they took time to really think through, like, what are we saying with these characters, and what are we saying with this movie, and how are we supporting the themes of this movie with the different plot beats and that sort of thing. So, um, and just the, and even aside from all of that the attention to detail in the art direction is nuts in this thing. It's so good. And it's so, uh, original. I I would agree. Although I think honestly, part of what brought me down that half star has to do with some of the art direction stuff. Oh, really? They were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, what's interesting is this is a movie that really is, it's a comic book movie for sure. Uh, and it references comic books and it uses that style and it, it goes all in with that. So, um, well, and, and far I better my... than Ang Lee did. Yeah. yeah. I, I am, uh, as I said in my letterbox review, which you can read on my letterboxed page, um, I can't believe this movie got made because in released in theaters, because this, the premise and all the things in this movie seems like something you'd get in a direct-to-DVD animated DC movie or something. Definitely not a direct-to-DVD animated Marvel movie because we know all those are bad. They are terrible. <laughs> but not only that, this is um, this is big budget. It's Sony. Sony's doing this. Well, and yeah. It, I mean, they they know that they're sitting on some golden eggs here. And, and they're finally able to hatch one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, without I mean, it, Marvel's help, it 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 just uh, 
Now they have they have Brian Michael Bendis involved as a producer, ah, and so I'm sure there's sense. some help there. Yeah. Uh, and he's he was the writer of um, the Ultimate Spider-Man comic series that Miles Morales first shows up in. Yeah, and you could definitely see some plot points from that tying in directly into the plot of this movie. So um, just briefly, you know, for the people who are trying to decide, do I want to go see this or not? Um, this is a movie that's about uh, it's into the Spider-Verse. It, it involves multiple universes, multiple Spider-Man characters. And the one that they focus on the most is Miles Morales. And he is a teen uh, he is a student, he is a son and he has family and he has friends or he's trying to make friends. And, um, the, the whole movie, uh, revolves around Miles Morales, but, uh, it does, it never felt like a, a kid movie to me. Um, it is a kid movie in, in a lot of ways, but never felt like one. It, it really did feel like the kind of thing, like you said, you could grow into, you know, um, there are there are different movies that you see when you're a kid and then after you've watched it, you know, as a kid, then you come back to it and you're like, oh, there's some there's some thematic depth go there that I, I never even knew. I was just laughing because there was a pig dressed up as Spider-Man. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, it's like The Incredibles, you know, you, yeah, you yeah. watch that you watch that as a kid and you're like, this is sweet. Then you go back and you're like, man, the the there's gravitas here. There's real stakes. And uh, it's just an incredible movie no pun intended yeah yeah so i would say uh the other thing is um don't go into it with all the thoughts of all these people talking about how great this movie is in your head just try and go in and, and sit down and, and go along for the ride because i did have some nerves when i was going in because i had a friend um actually friend of the podcast js earls and he said this is one of, if not the best superhero movie, you know, and, and he's talking about how wonderful and great and amazing it is. And it is a, a really, really good movie. And so I would say, yeah, go into it expecting to have a really fun experience with the movie, but try not to go into it with people who have said best movie ever. Cause it's not the best movie ever. And it might be up there as far as one of one of the best superhero movies ever. But uh, you have to remember, there's a lot of really bad superhero movies out there. <laughs> well, Ben, do you want to rank it uh, before we move on to spoilers? Do you want to you yeah, want to put yeah. it in the let's, lineup of let's do some rankings here because we were talking about this in the car about even before we saw it about how we can rank this against Spider-Man movies. We can rank this against animated superhero movies we could rank this against just regular superhero movies uh and so if i was going to start with regular superhero movies just just superhero movies in general i should say not regular general um i would say this is going to be up definitely in top 10 for sure and i i don't know maybe after seeing it a few times this might creep up into into top five with that but i i would not be able to put a number on it because that's just a a big messy there's lots and lots of movies yeah i i wouldn't be able to put a number on it for a superhero movie um for i did the only number i have put on it is uh for the movies i've seen in 2018 uh that came out in 2018 and out of 31 movies that came out this year that i've seen it's number two 
it knocked Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom off of its pedestal. All right. Yep. Um, you know, I don't have that same. Let's see, I've got my diary here. I, I Ben, you got to make one of these of new you, movies this year. Uh, let's see. I gave I gave this four and a half stars. New movies this year. Um, I gave four and a half stars to The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Netflix original movie. Um, there's other four and a half star movies, but they're all like old ones. Oh, Incredibles 2, I gave four and a half. Oh. I gave four and a half to well, Incredibles 2. You and... got to make one of these lists so we can talk about it in January for the new year. And we can we can rank the best movies. I gave Avengers Infinity War four and a half. Nice. And I gave Black Panther four and a half. And after that, I'm into January. Okay. Yeah. But that also goes up there. I mean, looking at some of the old movies that I've watched this year and also given stars to. So I gave four and a half stars to Village of the Damned. I gave four and a half stars to Aliens. I The only five star movie that I have on my list is Alien itself. The first. Okay. Yeah. That's the only five five star movie that I have on my letterboxed. But well, let's do uh, one more. Let's do rank it in Spider Man movies. Well, uh, animated superhero movies. If I was going to rank it there, I, I would say it's the top. It's number one. Yeah, I'd probably go with you. This well, the, oh, it's a tough one between this and Incredibles. I don't think it's tough. I I don't. I think it it doesn't blow away Incredibles, but it. It definitely, it, it, I I would rewatch this before I would rewatch Incredibles. Well, I would too, just sure. because I've seen Incredibles a billion times. Well, I haven't. I've only seen Incredibles two or three times. Okay, but um, I don't know. I had to think about it more. Uh, but definitely, you know, Teen Titans go to the movies. You know, it's head and shoulders <laughs> above that. Head and shoulders yeah. above. Uh, well, not head and shoulders above Big, Big Hero Six, but half a head above for sure. But okay, yeah. As far as Spider-Man movies, is that even a question? <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man I Two know. is a great movie, and no, Spider-Man nice Homecoming stuff. is good, but this is better. Mm, I think objectively, I'm gonna have to put it below Spider-Man Homecoming, just because, like, I feel like you have to have some knowledge of Spider-Man to really enjoy this movie for all that it's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe to enjoy it for all that it's worth, but to enjoy it, you don't, they give it to you. They mm -hmm. put it all out there for you. Everything you need to understand in order to understand this movie is right there for you. They explain everything. Eh, not quite, but we can talk about it in spoilers. Eh, we can, I guess, because yeah, you're not going to get some of the inside jokes. You're not going to get some of the references um, you're not going to get when, when a character says, my name is this and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> because I've, I've read comics all my life, but I think, I think it's all there for you to enjoy. If you know, if you know, Spider-Man and Peter Parker, um, you're, you're, you don't even have to know who Miles Morales is to appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Okay. So that is spoiler free. Um, and again, I would just say this is good for families. Um, I went with my 17-year-old son and my 8-year-old son. 
and they both enjoyed it. Um, my eight-year-old son just said it was it was great. It was awesome. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And I asked him, is there anything you didn't like about it? No. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an eight-year-old review. Um, my older kids, they didn't want to talk about it as much, but they did enjoy themselves. So there's that. Cool. All right. So we're going to play the spoiler organ. And when we come back, we're going to talk spoilers. So go watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you're not planning on watching the movie ever, go ahead and listen. Uh, or if you don't mind spoilers, go ahead and listen. And we'll go from there. All right. Spoiler organ playing now. Spoilers. 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 All right. Where do you want to start with spoilers? Evan? Oh, man. Uh, this was just fantastic, man. Uh, I was surprised just how much of Miles's story they put in the movie. Because it really, I mean, they do have, it's all about the universe hopping, but really it's it's his origin story that they're telling. And it's fairly close to the original comics. It was very cool to see that. And see, I've never read any Miles Morales. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going in with just completely unknown, you know, so I didn't mm-hmm. know. I did know about um, the big, big turn where, although I heard some people in the theater who did not which was that Prowler, one of the villains, yeah. is his uncle. Mm-hmm. And I knew that uh, – I probably knew that mainly because they had in Spider-Man Homecoming um, – what is his name? Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I want to say Danny Glover. That's <laughs> wrong generation. Uh, Donald Glover uh, plays that character, with yeah. the, the character with that name in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so that does mean somewhere out there in the MCU, there is a family um, who who is that family. But um, yeah, so I, I didn't know that. Or I did know that. But there's somebody in the theater who when that happened, they were just, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was just this like big, big moment. And for me, it was just that emotional moment of, OK, when how is he going to reveal this? What's yeah. going to happen when he finds out? Because I, I knew that and there's no way he's not going to find out because they set up his uh, relationship with his uncle who clearly is, you know, the father who's a cop does not approve of the uncle. Mm-hmm. And so there, there was all that going on. Um, is, is Dr. Octopus a woman in the ultimate universe? No, no. Nope. Okay. That was totally new. Yeah. Completely new. And Peter Parker wasn't blonde. Um, they did kind of pay homage to the ultimate version of the green goblin where he's a giant, hulking monster a dragon um, no less but like he, all he yeah wings and but all of the other uh villains except for kingpin were different than the ultimate versions even tombstone i don't remember tombstone being in it. he probably is but i i don't remember him so kingpin and tombstone felt very very familiar i mean yeah. they were very much the characters that i'm familiar with and uh What's, what's cool about Tombstone is he was the main uh, the main criminal crime lord uh, in the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. And he reported to someone else who you assumed was Kingpin. But he, I was surprised that they used him like that in that cartoon. And then he's yeah. in this and he, you know, man, a few words. And 
Um, Dougie, your youngest son, Mm -hmm. who requested to sit next to me at the theater. (laughs) (laughs) And he wasn't sitting next to me then because he was sharing a drink with his sister. So he had to sit next to his sister. And yeah, so I, I heard him sometimes, but not too often. Oh, yes. He... He was enamored with how fat Kingpin was. Yes, I did. I heard that a lot. I, and then I heard you He's explain. So fat. Yeah. Oh, is that the fat guy again? Is yeah. the fat guy going to get out of the car there? <laughs> my my middle daughter kept saying, "I just wanted to reach out and just and just give him a sol- a shoulder massage because he just looks so tense with his shoulders. I'm so high." <laughs> and then my son my older son was just i don't get him dad like is he strong is he uh you know how did he get to be that strong is he a mutant or what what's going on there so he's just big and strong but he said he could he said he beat the other spider-man the other spider-man could never beat him defeat him just i don't know it just bugs me bugs me about kingpin (laughs) yeah i had to explain to dougie that you know, it's not technically fat. It looks like fat, but it's all muscle, at least in the in some of the comics I've read. That's what how they explain it. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. Um, yeah. So going back to Dr. Octopus, that that was a neat and I, I did not see that coming. And I really like the redesign they do where the the arms aren't metal, really. They're some sort of tube like material which was kind of neat yeah a nice change and that that was one thing where that that's what i was talking about earlier with if you don't have some prior knowledge of spider-man that might seem a little random and why because this lady just has octopus arms but like they, they explain it like she's She's a bad guy. She's a scientist bad guy. And she tells them her name, which is, uh, I can't remember the first name, but Octavius. Yeah. And they say, well, do they call you Dr. Oct- your friends call you Dr. Octopus? No, my friends call me Liv, but my enemies call me Dr. Oct- I mean, it's just clearly superhero bad guy stuff. You know, you don't have to explain every single origin story to everyone. Yeah. I, I really don't I think really that's going to get in the way of people enjoying it. Okay. Um, especially since, I mean, you don't know who she is. You don't know anything about her background. I thought they did a great job with her because of the way they introduced her. She was introduced, uh, in a science video or, uh, in school mm-hmm. and she's explaining the multiverse in this science video. And you think, oh, it's just the random, you know, scientist person like you, you saw at school all the time where they just play the video there. There's the person talking and, and then they, Later on, she actually is working for Kingpin as a scientist. And they, I mean, the way that they do the slow reveal of, you know, she's just kind of quirky scientist. And then she's quirky scientist who's really, really interested in science and interested in this multiverse thing. And then she starts talking to Peter Parker and she's, Ooh, let me, let me take a look at this. And then she reveals herself to be just completely evil. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I think that's all you need to know evil mad scientist and you're not expecting it because i mean peter parker he he 100 calls it out his, his own gender bias you know yeah, like yeah like oh she's a sci- oh okay well uh, i've noted that for my bias yeah and and you as the viewer you know not you specifically evan but the viewer itself you're you're oh well i should have okay yeah 
<laughs> she lulled me into false sense of security because she's quirky woman. And, and then she's not, she is pretty capable, evil woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Peter Parkers? I loved them. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I love both of them. Yeah, they're they're both good. And so I, I don't understand why you needed two different actors to play the two different Peter Parkers. Um, yeah, I, know, like I, I, it just I, seems like, like there, there's two ways to look at it. And one is you know? why they do that. And the other one's why not? You know? Yeah, like, well, because they got cause they had different. More. Well, that's that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think part of it was they were even in subtle ways like that, just differentiating between them. Mm. You know, one is, uh, had been doing the job for 10 years. The other one had been doing it for 22 years and one had a paunch. One didn't, one had, uh, the darker hair, one had the blonde hair and they, when it's all said and done, every single Spider-Man was a different character. Yeah. Uh, those two were the closest, but they weren't clones. You know, the blonde hair, unless Peter Parker was coloring his hair, which is possible, but he, him having blonde hair is suggests you know, he's not just a copy. You know, they're, mm. they're not a copy of each other. And yeah, I, I, I like them both. Um, the first one, the one from Miles's universe, uh, he just, you know, he stops in the battle. He's like, it's okay. Okay, man, you know, I'm going to help you out. I need you to help me out, you know, do this and you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And then he gets killed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then the other one is that reluctant mentor. Um, and yeah, it's it just, I, I really like both of them. And I, I was surprised how emotional I got in this movie. And it yeah. was, a lot of it, there's a, there's a moment that I got really emotional with miles. And then there was, uh, two moments where I got really emotional with the, with the Peter Parkers. And one was when Peter Parker from the other universe, uh, first starts talking to Aunt May. Mm. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. what a, This is really a rich, deep scene, even though there's not a lot of, uh, of text going into it. There's a lot of subtext that went into it. That's also something from the ultimate comics as well. Because the after Peter Parker dies in the Ultimate Universe, six one six Peter Parker comes over and meets Miles and interacts with the people who have lost their Peter Parker. That's it's cool. All the stuff they're throwing in there. So I, I'm a big, at least as far as the Spider his Spider Man work. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, man, he's I'm a big fan of his writing and his stories. Um, what else? Well, there's, there's all the alternate, uh, Peter Parkers and stuff. Have you, have you read any of spider Gwen? No, no, I haven't. Yeah. I've only read, uh, like one or two actual issues of spider Gwen. And then I've read her appearances in, uh, spider verse. Uh, but she's a cool character. I really like just the alternate take her, uh, instead of uh, her dying, it's Peter Parker who dies, and then she becomes well, Spider Woman. And in this, it was she, she was bitten by the spider. I'm not sure if that's what happens in the in the yes, comics. I, I think that's what happens as well. And her costume is just so cool because they they've had other versions of Spider Woman, right? But well, costume, is she Spider Woman in the comics? Because in her universe, she is. She is because yeah. they call her Ghost Spider too, right? I don't think so. Is that someone else? Could be. There is a ghost spider 
character. I'll okay. look that up while we're talking here. I'm pretty sure she's just Spider-Woman in her universe. But she's not in the 616 interacting with all your standard Marvel heroes. And then uh, I like how they had Nicolas Cage playing the Spider-Man Noir character. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Uh, um, I've never even heard of that uh, Japanese schoolgirl one. Have you? No, no. Now she she may have been in Spider Verse and I just didn't notice it because it's there's a ton of Spider Mans in Spider Verse the comic book so, uh yeah but then Spider Ham of course I've mm-hmm. seen him several places and I tolerate him <laughs> he kind of bugs me though <laughs> he's just interacting with all these other cool serious characters but it's fine I like how he's dropping anvils on people <laughs> and he has the mallet he's like here. It'll fit in your pants. <laughs> yeah, it'll fit in your pocket. Oh, so good. And I knew, I knew that the final climax battle with Kingpin, how's he going to beat Kingpin? Simple. The same way he beats every other villain in every single fight that he's in in the Ultimate Comics. We're going to do a bunch of meaningless punches, but then in the end, I'm just going to use my spider venom touch and win. Every time <laughs> the fight is exactly the same in every fight in the comic books, at least the ultimate ones. Very funny. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. But I don't think that was so much of a callback to that trope that sounds like very lazy writing. And I think it's actually probably more of a, Hey, here is the superhero coming into his own. Yeah. Yeah. I still liked it though. <laughs> it's a nice, for me, it felt like a nice callback. And it was different because in the comics, he literally just touches them and like shuts, it shuts down their nervous system. But in here, it was like shocking him. And then he threw him like a wrecking ball. So okay. they did a little bit more with it. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Penny Parker, it, there is, I, uh, I can't find anything other than that the movie debuts this heroine. Oh. And it's a playable character in Spider-Man Unlimited mobile game. Huh. Well, I guess it's brand new then. Interesting. Um, and then at the end, uh, we got a cameo from Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. 2099, yeah. And Spider-Man 1968. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually I think it is awesome. I, w- I was trying to remember, though, because um, that is a, a bad guy dressed up as Spider-Man in that scene. Oh, really? uh, and then and then there's real Spider-Man, if I remember correctly, because it, I'm not sure if he was actually talking to Spider-Man. Hmm. He might have been talking to some, the, the bad guy dressed up as Spider-Man. I'd have to look because I, I might be wrong about that. But OK. Well, I am hoping that we get a lot more of this. I'm hoping at least for two more sequels to this movie because you've just established a whole universe of characters and and world building. But I'm also hoping that the success of this movie will kickstart a renaissance of animated superhero movies and that is not a renaissance because yeah there is no (laughs) yeah like so just i hope it starts a trend maybe it brings a couple more our way yeah that that was my one problem with this movie my one major problem is that it wasn't a superman movie 
why is oh just because you want a superman movie yes <laughs> yeah i want i want an animated superman movie as good as this hire brad bird forget the dcu just make good superman movies like this mm. oh it would be so good well that's yeah sorry about that but yeah um <laughs> and they have already announced that they've started work on a, a direct sequel and a um spider woman film excellent that would focus on um some female spider characters great so and see yeah. that's no, that's another great thing about uh animation is that your characters you can you can make as many movies as you want and your characters don't necessarily have to age because they're voice acting you know i mean how much has tim allen aged since the first toy story and they're making toy story 4 and you're not able to tell uh i wouldn't say it's incredible entirely true i mean the incredibles 2 they sound a lot older yes i mean the, the kid aged out so they had to find another kid to play uh the boy um but craig dean also does not sound like he's in the same prime that he was in with Incredibles one. Well, no, but he was older when he did Incredibles one too. So yeah. And now he's a lot older and yeah. you can tell, I mean, he <laughs> yeah. is a lot older, but Tim Allen was a, uh, like, he was sub middle age when he did toy story. And so now I don't know. I think he sounds the same. Tim Allen might, I'm just saying that that's not a given. Right. But it's, you don't have to worry about, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. looks a lot older <laughs> than he originally did in the first Iron Man. Yeah, and, and they've been smart by aging them as the movies. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. almost real time, and that's, that is wise. But that also means, yeah, there's going to be some changes coming up, which, you know, I'm not going to be too sad that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be MCU forever um, because we need some other characters and – we need some other actors and the way that they've sprawled it out. We could use some other Avengers. Yeah. But yeah, with this, uh, yeah, they can do almost anything. The, the thing is also there's a lot of time that goes into an animated movie. And yes. especially, I mean, this is an intricate movie. I mean, the, the way that they, um, I mean, they spent a lot of time. Yeah. Developing style even for this mm -hmm. movie. Uh, the, the movie itself has a very unique, unique animated style to it. Uh, and sometimes it works really well and sometimes not so much. Um, it, there's almost this moment at the beginning of the movie that they never really come back to where it's like he's becoming more and more aware that he's a comic book character. Yeah, and yeah. it just that that didn't ring real uh, true to me you know, as far as what they were trying to set up with the with everything that's going on. Uh, so he gets bit by the spider and suddenly he's like, am I thoughts? Are they are they louder now? And like, is that uh, and, and then there's words, you know, that are and I I don't know. I, maybe if they had started doing that right at the very beginning instead of waiting until he got bit by the spider. Um, but that style thing that that it takes a moment to get used to. Um, and then there's times when the, some of the focus they do some really interesting things with focus, but every once in a while, it's really, really uh, what's the, the main thing on the screen is out of focus. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they're not using blur when no. they, when they unfocus instead, they are superimposing 
images next to each other. So it's very, it's Double very lines, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting style choice. It is. And it mostly works. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it was just enough for me to say, you know, the half star, <laughs> it, it loses the half star. Well, way back in the day when Spider-Man homecoming was coming out, I predicted that because they were using Gonke, who is Miles Morales' best friend, uh, they transformed him into Ned Leeds for the Homecoming movie. I predicted that, well, that's going to take away a good supporting character for Miles. And while he had other good supporting characters in this movie, I was correct because technically Gonke appears, but he has no lines and we don't interact with him much at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say you're, you're not right yet though. Um, you are right in the MCU for sure. Like if miles Morales shows up in the MCU, Gonke's not going to be his friend. It just won't be. But in this movie, the whole thing, I mean, there's so many characters that are juggling. That's the other amazing thing is how many characters they have doing stuff. And they're still able to, really get to each one of them and bring all those stories back around to miles. Um, but his roommate, you know, he actually at the end of the movie says, and I finally met my roommate. You know? yeah. and, and so I, I don't think you've lost him as a character. I think that actually you're probably looking at him being a character in the sequel, but, Could be. but we don't, I mean, we've already seen everything about him as Ned leads. So what is that? But that doesn't matter because yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it actually makes things simpler because it's not like, oh, now we have two different versions of this character and one acts like this and the other acts like that. You know, they you got Ned Leeds and you got this guy who they never actually said his name. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that they've lost him. I think that you actually, uh, if nothing else, I think you've got more hope to be able to see him uh, show up and, and do things in the way that that you enjoy from the comics. Okay. Yeah. Don't lose hope, Evan. Don't lose hope. <laughs> Don't stop believing. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to that feeling. Okay. Uh, anything else you we got to say about the movie? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's just – there's so much going on. We, we talked about the style. We, we didn't really talk much about the, the story. Um, I mean, you got multiple universes, and this is it done well. You know, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like it when you have a world um, that you've established and you spend a lot of time in that world. And then all of a sudden, like, well, let's introduce alternate universes because what else are we going to do? You know, <laughs> um, so I like I, in the MCU, I don't want alternate universes in the MCU. I yeah. would like to just keep that story going, keep it going well and just. And, and technically speaking, there is some alternate universe st stuff already in the MCU. It's just not as many people saw it as see the movies. But um, here, that's what the story is about. And that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. um, because you, br you, you're bringing together kind of all of these what if characters and, and, and yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see them interact. Um, there's a little bit of time traveling involved uh accidental time traveling in this movie but time traveling nonetheless where gwen comes through and finds herself you know with enough time to enroll in to enroll in a boarding school without any parents 
Yeah. Um, but you know, she's, she's there. And so then you have uh, Spider-Man 2099 who, yeah, it may not be a time travel thing for him because his universe may have a different time thing. Um, there's clearly some time issues with the different Peter Parkers. One was older, one was younger. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a relativity to the time that's going on there. Um, but yeah, I, so you have that stuff going on as far as story goes. Then you have all the thematic stuff of family and, and loss. There's a lot of stuff about loss in this movie, even though it's not necessarily, um, spoken out, out loud. Um, but you have Kingpin dealing with loss in his way. You have Miles dealing with some loss in his way and Miles' family dealing with it. And then you have all the other spider characters who are like, yeah, this is this is the sad truth. You can't save everyone. And yeah, it's just good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. any, any other thoughts there? Not particularly. I mean, every everything about this was just great. Um, like we've been saying, the the fun stuff, the emotional stuff, um, pretty much everything. It was just spot on, uh, a near perfect adaptation of the fun tropes from comic books onto the screen. Yeah, and the Peter Parker stuff with MJ, you know, it's real. It's not. I mean, it's it's not just subtle. Um, you know, he talks about how well, things didn't work out with me and my wife, you know, yeah. and, and then it shows him signing divorce papers, you know, like, yeah, that was jarring a little bit, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. wow. You know, and this is not the Peter Parker that you're familiar with. This is a Peter Parker from a different universe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the broad strokes and here's the differences and, and they, they lay those out and then he goes back to his universe and tries to make amends and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And it just, yeah, I, we can, we can rave about this movie a lot probably, but uh, the bottom line is I want to see it again yeah. sometime soon and I'll be buying it and you know, my family will be watching it again. And if it wasn't so much universe hopping and weird characters, I think my wife would like it, but <laughs> um, it's not, as, not as straightforward because it gets into the sci-fi things that she's not real familiar with. And so there is, there is that angle, I guess, of, of not everyone. This movie's not for everyone in that way, but um, it gets into sci-fi tropes that she just starts shutting down when that happens. She's like, I'm, I'm out then. And, uh. and she, she yeah. Uh, so maybe she wouldn't enjoy it as much, but, but I did. Oh, and I yeah. got, I laughed, I got choked up. Um, and enjoyed myself. I felt like almost felt like a little kid again in some ways. So I think that's our review then. Yeah. Fantastic, man. All right. Yeah. My, uh, my letterbox review is I did one of my seven word movie reviews that I like to do. And it was right here. Oops. That's not it. Seven word movie review. Amazing, spectacular, sensational, astounding, superior, and ultimate. Which are all adjectives that have been used with Spider-Man comics in the past. So, and it was. This is the ultimate Spider-Man movie. Yeah. It's also the superior Spider-Man movie. 
And oh, you know what? I bet you he'll show up in the sequel or a sequel. Uh, specifically being, you mean the superior Spider-Man being the Peter Parker whose body was stolen and taken over by um, Dr. Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, it sounds really weird and bad, but if you haven't read those comics, you should check them out because they're pretty great. I haven't read them, but, but as I understand it, it's weird and bad in the sense of, yeah, it's weird because that's a weird thing for someone to do. And it's bad in the sense that that's a bad thing for someone to do, mm-hmm. but it's an excellent run of comics, right? Yeah. <laughs> and well, and because it, it was the new normal for years uh, in the comic books and like all of a sudden Peter Parker's just dead and gone and Dr. Octopus is running around in his body and that's just how it's going to be for years. <laughs> so uh, people were mad, but it turned out to be awesome. Yeah. And of course, Peter Parker came back. Yeah, of course. But I did read comics after Peter Parker came back and that was really interesting because he was having to deal with the fallout of a bad guy who kind of, you know, who, who takes the job of being Peter Parker and Spider-Man and he does it really well. And he has to deal with the fallout of that and things that he said and did and promised. And that's really kind of, it's interesting because you're watching him just squirm as he's talking to someone who's like, Hey, you never did this. Why didn't you do this? He's like, cause I don't, I wasn't me when I I promised this. Well, it's real interesting because like Doc Ock really kind of owns the the Spider-Man part of Peter's life and does it a lot more efficiently than Peter ever did. And then he just kind of wrecks his social life. So the the fallout is pretty crazy. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in the next one that they do. But they've definitely opened up the doors for uh, almost anything. You know, I mean, once they went to 1967 Spider-Man cartoon, yeah, yeah. Like, that that guy could show up now and, and it wouldn't be out of place because they've they set it up. I, I doubt he will. Top but, three Spider-Man you want to see in the future. Hmm. Well, they already hit like 2099 would be one spider ham. I mean, that's that's good. You know, um, I don't know. Uh, I know that they did talk about having um, Toby Maguire possibly play the role of the Peter Parker yep. who um, is in this movie as the primary mentor one who comes from another universe, not the Peter Parker from Miles's universe. I think that would have worked really, really well. Yep. Um, I, and I'd love to see it in the future, too, because the way they set this up um the way the way they do it, you know, because he and MJ are to, you know, they're on again, off again throughout the trilogy of the Tobey Maguire movies. They get together, they split apart, and then he comes back to her, you know, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That could have been really, really neat. Uh, but they also said that they wanted this to have its own identity. And I, yeah. I can understand that. I can honor that. Um, I know my daughters are team Tom Holland and... <laughs> They are the team. They're the entire team. Well, they could be. I mean, <laughs> if there was no other team, it wouldn't matter because they yeah. would totally be it. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would make this movie then a part of 
strictly speaking, even though it's multiverse, part of the MCU. And I don't know how I feel about that, but this movie could be pulled into that if Tom Holland would show up as a Spider-Man in a future movie. Yeah. I'd love to see the cosmic Spider-Man. Like, and I don't know anything about him, but he was in oh, Spider-Verse yeah. and he has like the power cosmic. He's basically the silver surfer, but he's Spider-Man. Sort of. Um, he's, but he's also Peter Parker. Like he is actually from the comic books. Yeah. You know, it, it's Peter. It's just one of the, the adventures Peter Parker had for a few months where yeah. he had the, he was Captain Universe. He had that power. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, maybe this is what I would like. I'd like to see uh Power Rangers style Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I, and I don't know how to say his name or whatever, but that live action Spider-Man from the 70s that was from a Japan television show that Japan show. was was produced in Japan and um, was done the style of Kamen Rider or Power Rangers. Um, actually, I think it would probably predate the uh, Japanese show that became Power Rangers. But, I think it does. Um, yeah, I, I that that I wouldn't mind seeing. That's something I just wish they would just put out on DVD. Like you can get it on eBay, uh, but it is not strictly legal. You know. And I did wanna, you see the uh, Did you see the honest trailer for it? No, I, I saw it, but I haven't clicked on it yet to to watch it. Oh my goodness, it's hilarious. Um, I want to see that show because I actually do like watching those. Um, I have a couple different series that I've watched of these old live action um, shows from, from that seventies era. So that's one I would love to see. Marvel.com had it in their um, video library for a long while for free on their website. Yeah. And I watched a couple episodes and then when I came back to it to watch it again, it was gone. Mm. So sad. Yeah, and, and we're talking 15 years ago that that oh. happened. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's our episode then. Evan, thanks for uh, coming to the movie with us. And, thanks for having me. And actually, me. this movie was your Christmas gift to us, uh, strictly speaking. So thank you for yeah. that too. No so, problem. Yeah. Um, final words? <sighs> Can't wait to see Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, that's just in a couple days. Yeah. So. Because we're going yeah. early. All right, give me give me one second, and then I'll give you my real final words. <laughs> Come on, man! I don't want to have to edit. Come on, man! You're not fast enough. I'm back. Okay. Okay. I've got the graphic novel number one of Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man, and I'm going to open up to a random page and read for my last words. Are you ready? Sure. I'm not that guy. Okay. Here, how about this? <laughs> With oh, we didn't talk about Stan Lee. Uh, oh yeah, he had, he had a nice cameo. Yeah, it was yeah. sad because because he's dead. Yeah, but but it was a good cameo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's my 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 final words before I I say my actual final words, and that is uh, with great ability comes great accountability. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and I love the part where he's trying to tell him with with great power comes do not finish that sentence. Just don't. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is a Peter Parker who heard it from his uncle. Yep. You know, I mean that was and he, he I'm sick of those words being used against me, you know. So 
My real final words are absolutely thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. We are getting close to 300 episodes. I don't know what we're going to do to commemorate that. We've got some ideas, but a lot of them take work. So, um, <laughs> in a very busy season of the year. Well, and honestly, when, when we were figuring things out, the 300th episode almost was the advent episode for Christmas Day. And I would be more than happy for that to just be the way we celebrate 300 is just, hey, here's an episode where I'm going to talk about Jesus for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That, um, but, but speaking of, um, we every Sunday have been releasing an extra episode uh, that's Advent. And we've been taking a look at each of the, uh, the Advent words that go with the candles if you have a wreath. Um, and that's also on our YouTube page. You can watch videos of of me talking about Advent and Star Wars. Nice. So that is the uh, how we're kind of um, celebrating Christmas this year. And uh, upcoming episodes are, like I said, the Advent things. We have a uh, Aquaman episode that'll be coming early next week, uh, and then we will be talking about the Christmas movie trilogy of terror. Yay! Finally. Otherwise known as the three best Christmas movies. Which I... <laughs> you have some explaining to do. Not about Polar Express. Okay. Polar Express, I'm going to go into that, and I really want to watch that and just say, okay, it changed Evan's life. I want to be open to this and just see what does he see in this. But you have some explaining to do about uh, live-action Jim Cherry Grinch being one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Okay. Um, there's, you have some real explaining to do because <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and then Santa Claus is the third one. Um, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And that's just one I haven't seen yet. It's not one that I hate like the other two, but yeah, I was punching my temples and breaking my <laughs> eye sockets because of the Grinch movie. So. All right. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Go see this Spider-Man movie if you haven't, or at least wait for it for on Redbox and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien.com or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening. Hire Brad Bird.